Fall is the holiday gateway season, which means lots of food and a whole lot of deliciousness. The show, hosted by two plant-based diet advocates, helping you get your healthy habits on lockdown. You're listening to The Health Beat with Sarah and Pete. Fall is the time of year when everything slows down and prepares for winter. It's a time of preparation and conservation for the next few months that lie ahead. The foods that do grow in the fall are hardier, more resilient, keep us warm, and really fill our bellies up. And today, Sarah and I are going to share a handful of fall foods, why they're so great, and how to use them. Sarah... Are you ready for this? I'm ready. So why it's important to eat with the seasons and what's so great about fall. I feel like you kind of went into that. Yeah. Yeah. We we talk about this a lot. We are the seasonal diet after all. But eating seasonally, I think, and well, both of us think, it's really key to living your healthiest life. Yes. So we belong to a CSA program which, if you're not familiar, it's committing to buying from a farmer for a certain amount of time, and you get a portion of what they grow each week. So when you do this, you really get into what's currently growing. So when fall starts coming, you're more ready for a new batch of produce. For example, I was really ready to say goodbye to tomatoes and zucchini at the end of summer. Um, So if you're not familiar what's growing in your area, going to the farmer's market or just paying more attention at the grocery store is a great way to find out. Yes. And yeah, so just just eating foods that are growing in season, it's ideal because you have the maximum amount of nutrients that you can get because it's, it's recently harvested. And especially if it's in your own area and you're not getting apples from Brazil, because their growing season is in the spring, where ours is in the fall. But um, it, it's, it's not as fresh. It's not the same. So eating as much as you can in your own season, that's ideal. Super fresh. You can't see the nutrients, but um, it, there, there is a really big difference there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you can grow it yourself, that's the best. And yes, you know exactly how fresh it is. Okay, that's so ideal. let's talk about some things that are growing this fall that we are excited about. One of them is winter squashes. Mm -hmm. So these are one of my favorite fall foods. I will say I used to be scared to buy them at the store because, and I would only buy the prepackaged frozen butternut squash that was already cut into cubes. Mm -hmm. And the reason was because I was worried I wasn't sure which one were which squashes were decorative and which ones could actually be consumed. Um, it is kind of confusing at first. That could have been easily like rectified if I would have just asked someone, but for some reason that never crossed my mind. So, if you have been scared of the winter squash, we're going to break down a few for you right now. Yes. Wow. It sounds like you're ready for a list of squash here. Yeah. What do you got? Uh, well, I don't have a list of squash. You know them, though. Spaghetti squash. Yes. Acorn squash. Okay, let's talk about spaghetti squash. Okay, we talked about this last spaghetti night. Spaghetti squash is probably our least favorite. 
probably our least favorite. If you're not familiar, it is the long oval shaped. It's light orange in color. And the reason they call it spaghetti squash is when you cut into it and cook it, the the flesh resembles spaghetti noodles. Yeah, you kind of get like these little noodles that come out of the squash. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can use that to replace pasta, which we've done um, like spaghetti. We even did uh, a Mexican one that I really liked. That was good. And there's a curry recipe. I'll put that in the show notes um, that one of our members is always sharing that we still haven't made, mm. and she swears by it. So mm. that might turn us back on to spaghetti squash. Okay, you also mentioned acorn squash. Yes. So those look like acorns. They look like <laughs> acorns. What color would you say they are? I would say those are dark green with like splotches of orange. Uh-huh. Um, and those are really good. I really like those ones. Um, the skin is a lot thicker, so... It is not one you're going to cut the skin off. We recommend roasting it. And we kind of have like one way to do it. We cut them in half, Mm -hmm. scoop out the middle, lather it with coconut oil, and then bake it face down at 350 for 30 to 40 minutes. Yep. Okay. Um, So some other ones, butternut. Butternut, my favorite. Your favorite is acorn. Uh, or one of your favorites, right? Yeah, I like acorn. I like um, kombucha squash. Oh, oh kombucha. And um, yeah, I mean, I kind of like all the squashes a lot, except for spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> I just like how like filling and like buttery they are, warming. Um, but yeah, butternut is great. So that one is the one that's long and bell-shaped. Mm-hmm. Light orange again, I would say. And that one we actually had last night, and um, I cut the skin around it and cubed it and sautéed it in a pan. So that's another way to do that. Um, there's also, so kombucha, which is another one of my favorites. It's shaped like a pumpkin, but it's usually dark green on the outside. Um, and the flesh is pretty dry but sweet, and so I really like that mashed up. Yeah, it's kind of like a stumpy pumpkin shape. Mm-hmm. Like if a pumpkin, like the top of a pumpkin were kind of like squished down or something. Yes. Yep. So those are some of our favorites. There are definitely more um, squashes out there, but don't be afraid to um, give it a try. Give one a try. What else? Okay. How about persimmons? Yeah, persimmons. I was um, using persimmons to convince Peter to do this episode last night. <laughs> What do you mean? Remember, you were like, oh, fall foods, I don't know. And I was like, what about persimmons? They're like the coolest. Mm-hmm. What if people don't know about them? He's like... Uh, do we do we ever have persimmons before moving No, I had no idea they even existed. Yeah, yeah we get a lot down here in SoCal. Yes. Um, basically, they're just like this, this little like orange fruit. Mm-hmm. And they're... How would you describe them? They're when they're ripe, they're just slightly soft. So there's a, those two different kinds. What, do you remember them? Um, fuyu and hachia. Okay, yes. And so the fuyu are the ones we normally get in our box, and those ones are the harder ones that are kind of like an apple. Mm-hmm. I really like those ones. They're mm-hmm. they're just slightly sweet, and then the hachia 
are soft and kind of gushy inside. I remember our friend Megan, she made um, like a little sorbet with them. And it was delicious. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I need to get the recipe. If I do, I'll try to share it. But um, yeah. that was awesome. So so yep. there's the two different kinds. I also saw online, I look at a lot of food things and charts, and I saw that there's actually two other types of persimmons, a cinnamon and a pumpkin. But I don't know anything else besides that. So there might be more than two kinds. Peter's looking at me like a I'm crazy. A cinnamon and a pumpkin? Yeah. For persimmons? Yeah, like a... Um, like another breed of them. Like, weird. Yeah. Oh, weird. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it's like an heirloom variety, you know. Interesting. Yeah, but they're 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 good. They're they're fun to eat by themselves or to chop and put in salads. They're not like too sweet, but it's it's a cool, just different texture if you've never had them before. Yes. So that's persimmons. Another thing that's great about fall is the root veggies. So parsnips and beets and carrots. Yep. Parsnips, they're kind of like a less sweet, white-looking carrot. That's exactly how I would describe them. But I'd say there's, they're, they're not as like sweet-tasting, yeah. and they have more fiber. Mm-hmm. Yes, less water. They're more like dry. I, I wouldn't recommend eating them raw, but I bet people Ooh. probably do. Yeah, no, I would I think I made parsnip either. rice once, and you were not a fan, Peter. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't, um, doesn't sound good. So we usually roast them. They're great if you cut them up as fries or if you cube them and um, put them in salads. So beets, I feel like everybody knows about beets. They do uh, come in a few different colors, if you didn't know that. So there's the red beets, but then there's the golden beets, and then there's also the candy stripe beets. And we also roast those or juice those. And most of the time we just juice them. But we do have some members who like to freeze them and put them in their smoothies. You saw that? Yeah. Yeah, that's a cool idea. Um, I I actually roast them quite a lot when I'm doing lunches and I need a more filling lunch. I'll just cube them and put them in the oven with some olive oil, salt and pepper and turn it on to broil. And it takes like 10 minutes. We don't eat pizza very much, but there's this pizza that we get that's like a CSA pizza. And they always put these roasted beets it's so good on top and they are so good the pizza is called the naked hippie pizza we get it without cheese it's so good we should have that we're just a couple seems like a pizza night pete i know why do you have to go there why do you have to go there oh we're probably gonna have salad oh come on I feel like we always have salad, salad every day. We have salad every day, but definitely on Sunday nights, it's because we get our CSA box. Mm -hmm. So we have lots of produce to choose from. Yeah. If if we don't use it up, it's just going to get bad. Going. (laughs) (laughs) Going. Okay. What next? What next? How about Brussels sprouts? Sarah, how would you describe Brussels sprouts? (laughs) I I like to call them little brains. That's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) I feel like kind of like a child, but speaking of that, I feel like this is the food that most people grew up hating. You know, like now kids are more open-minded, which I like. I don't I think like. I ever once had Brussels sprouts growing up, but I remember hearing bad things about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like nobody really liked them, but I like to think I feel of like them. nobody knew how to cook them. Yeah, possibly. I like to call them little brains 
or little cabbages. Um, and they're pretty much my favorite. I, if you're in the foodie world now, like everybody loves Brussels sprouts. Mm-hmm. They're, they're hot. Yep. Just rinse them up, slice off the bottom, mm-hmm. and then just uh, slice down from just right right the right down the middle from point to point you like them in halves or in quarters well if they're really big yeah then i do them in quarters yeah i've seen some big ones lately those ones on the stalks those ones are really big well i think they all come off the stalks well when they sell them on the stalks i don't know if they they're letting them like go longer they always look big bigger maybe it's for dramatic effect possibly they like showcase them okay so I don't know if this is two recipes I'm combining or it's just one, but the recipe with oil and shallots and mustard and maybe some coconut sugar, cranberries and thyme. Is that one recipe or is that two? I think that's I think that's one recipe. Yeah, that's the shallots good. the shallots don't really ring a bell. I think okay. you might have that Added maybe that. that's a different recipe. Okay. Well, that's how I like them. Um, but maybe it's two together. Another fall food is, well, two. We have them paired together. Apples and pears. Okay, I want to know. Peter, what is your favorite type of apple? There are so many. Well, you know, it's funny. I I never used to really have a favorite type of apple. And then I was introduced to, like, Honeycrisp. And then I liked Honeycrisp. And then I got introduced to Pink Lady. And then I like Pink Lady. But, you know, it's really funny, but, like, I've gone back to Fuji, which is kind of, like, a little bit old school, but I just, I love, I love the texture and the flavor of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's my, that's my favorite apple. What about you? I really like Honeycrisp for eating. Mm-hmm. It's just so crispy and delicious, but I really like Granny Smith just because mm-hmm. I like to juice it. I like to put it in pies, and last yeah. night we put it in enchiladas, and it was awesome. So I like how versatile it is. There's also this one. I think it's called the Pink Alice, and it's... Oh, Lady Alice. Lady Alice, yes. Mm-hmm. And it's a combination of um, the the pink apple and the honey crisp, and that one's really good. So, Yeah, that one is pretty good. We don't really get that one very much. Yeah, it's, it has a short little window. It's coming up, though. Yeah, there's. I remember I used to get the cameos a lot, mm-hmm. and but like Brayburn, mm. I'm not a Brayburn fan. I don't know what it is, but they're always mealy for me. Like no, just, they are. They're not. It's kind of like eating like a like a like a was it like a red delicious? Yeah. Like you just you just don't eat those. I don't. Yeah. I think those like are for don't... like bobbing for apples. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the point of those. Because they're easier to grab. Because they're mealy. I'm not sure. Uh, we we get some varieties in our CSA box that are a little little on the mealy side, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll juice them, or they're good for applesauce or baking. So, mm-hmm. but for just snacking on, not a big fan. Okay, what about pears, Sarah? Do so, you like pears? So pears aren't really my favorite. I feel like you know that. Um, so that's a loaded question. That's a loaded question. I feel like I'm on. How come you don't like CNN them? Or something? Come on, come on, tell me so, why. Sarah, why don't you like pears? Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I just feel like like the texture when they're soft. I don't love them, and they're they're really sweet for me. I do like them in in salads with like some candied walnuts and some cranberries, um, but or like in a pie, 
somewhere where they where I need something really sweet, I think pears are a good thing to supplement. But other than that, like just eating a pear, not my favorite. Do you remember when I when I told you that when I was a kid, I would have a lot of like of like the canned pears? Yeah, I do. Where they're kind of are they are they poached? They're they're they're, they're I think they're cooked and then they're canned. But they're like really sweet and they don't have like a skin on them. Oh yeah. Grew up eating a lot of those. Kind of I think kid. we ate I just, those too. I don't too. know why. They they are really sweet. Yeah, they're really sweet. I also grew up eating um, fruit cocktail. Do you remember that? Oh With like little gosh. cherries. I and... hated. You know what's funny is I, I hated the cherries in there. Of course, I love the cherries. That's the thing that I didn't like because I didn't think that it went. Mm. I thought it was like just kind of like random in there. One thing I say to Peter, it's not very nice, <laughs> but it's like. He'll be like, you know, I just, I don't think that, that that's a good combo. And I'll say, well, I just don't think your taste buds are advanced enough. And he just like looks How at me. How annoying. <laughs> Can you imagine being told that? That's like the most annoying thing I've ever heard. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, everybody has different tastes. So I think that's a thing with recipes. That's kind of frustrating for food bloggers is sometimes I'll see like, gnarly comments on someone's blog we've we've gotten a few too wait what do you what do you mean gnarly you're I'm, gonna have I'm going to, there okay yeah expand on that and it will be like hey i made this recipe and i hated it like what were you thinking and it's like okay well everybody has different taste buds you know and everybody has different likes and dislikes so it's hard to create a recipe and have everybody like it you know uh-huh so that was a tangent but um I don't know where I was going with that. I just wanted to I'm not sure either. So pretty much there's a million things that you can do with apples and pears. They're like the classic fruit for fall season. Yes. Okay, let's talk about some more Rudy's. Um, let's talk about sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes. Eat them every other day. Do we really? Pretty much. Do we have them yesterday? Mm, two potato chips we did, we did. oh my gosh you guys <laughs> oh, so sweet potatoes rutabagas and celery root those are all ones that we love to put in soups um ever since we got a high-speed blender blending up our soups has been like something we do often and really like to make that that super soft and mm-hmm. creamy velvety texture yep like my favorite soup of all time <laughs> You're so dramatic. What is it? <laughs> oh, it's the the coconut curry. Sweet oh, yeah. potato coconut curry we can, soup. We'll link to that recipe in the show notes below or if you go to thehealthbeat.us forward slash HB32. That one is good. Um, I really like it. Also, I like to add okay, cucumber. Let's, let's talk rutabagas. Now, Soups, man. You're talking gnarly. These bad boys have a very earthy flavor to them. Mm -hmm. What is your top recommendation for the rutabaga haters out there? You know how I like to describe them? Like little like alien like oh my gosh okay we're talking about brains and aliens guys (laughs) halloween's coming up okay okay wow um okay yeah for those i highly recommend blending them with other like potatoes so sweet potatoes or regular potatoes um to kind of hide some of the earthy flavor so don't do all rutabagas in your soup don't do all celery root do like half and half or a little bit more sweet potatoes than rutabagas. Um, 
the reason you want to include rutabagas is because they're going to have different nutrients than the sweet potatoes. So it's going to be more mm-hmm. complex nutrients and vitamins into your soup. Yes. So. Lots of minerals, those guys, because yeah. they're the root yeah. and they're right in right the from soil. The ground, yeah. Yeah. So with those two, if you don't want to do soup, you can also do um, like mashed potatoes. I really like to do sweet potatoes and carrots and rutabagas and even parsnips and mash them up with garlic and coconut oil and salt and fresh rosemary. That's really good as well. Okay, so tell me about celery root. What do you do with celery root? Same thing. Mashed potatoes and soups. How about celery root fries? Well, it's like round. (laughs) Do you know what it looks like? It's round. Yeah. And so... I think it would be kind of hard. It's not like a sweet potato. It's like round, so I wouldn't make fries. Maybe chips, but I've never chips. But I've never done that. That so sounds I can't like say. it could be a little disgusting. Okay, well you try it and you report back to us, Peter, <laughs> next week on the health beat. Okay, yeah, that'll be the follow up. Okay, let's talk about fennel. Okay, let's talk about it. Now this is a funny looking vegetable. It's the funniest looking thing you've ever seen. I don't know about that. You know what the funniest one is? <laughs> Here it comes. The, the, I don't know. I'm sure you're going to tell me. The Buddha hand. Oh. It's yeah. kind of like the funniest slash coolest. Is it called the Buddha hand? I don't know. It's called the, I thought it was called like Citrus Buddha or something. Okay. We'll, we'll look it up. Probably one of us. You're talking right about like, like the lemon variety, yeah, right? It's like, yeah, I'm like holding my freaky. hand like you can see me. But okay. We'll put a picture of that up on the show notes. Yeah. Okay. It's essential to this episode. So fennel is kind of funny because if you haven't seen it, it has the bulb, right? Mm-hmm. And then it has the stalks coming out. And the stalks are kind of hairy. <laughs> I'm trying to like contain myself because I want to say they're hairy like... Um, like armpit hairy? Like, like what? Like the Grinch. Oh, <laughs> man, you're really getting into season, aren't you? Okay. <sighs> Carry on, Peter. Tell them about fennel. So fennel, we pretty much just use fennel in salads, and then we use the stalks for juice or the leftover bulb. So, sorry, we use the bulb, we slice that with a mandolin, and we usually put that in salads. And then we take the rest of the bulb and the stalks and put those into juice. Yes. Okay, so the flavor of fennel is like a licorice flavor. Mm Mm-hmm. And not red licorice, but not like, because that does, isn't really licorice. Yeah, we're a little like confused sugar. on the whole licorice thing, but it probably tastes more like black licorice, yeah. but it's not, it, I would say it's licorice. It's not like an intense, yeah. like, I don't like black licorice. Yeah. I I don't like, like, fennel a lot, like, big old chunks. That's why the mandolin, or if you have a food processor with a slicing attachment, comes in handy because smaller pieces are a lot are a lot easier um, for flavor wise, so it's not it's not bad. But you wouldn't want to just like bite into a, like a huge slice of it, unless you really like licorice. Mm-hmm. Most people I feel like don't like that really strong licorice flavor. It's like a few. Yeah, I've heard of some people who are just eating the fennel bulb like an apple. No, <laughs> you haven't. You've never heard that. You're lying. <laughs> I haven't. That was a test. Okay, let's talk about the powerhouse of fall vegetables. Yeah, let's talk about. Give us today our daily greens. Yeah, so fall is a great time to stock up on kale and chard. And collards. Collard greens. And spinach. And mustard greens. 
And arugula. Is it really? What? Arugula? Yeah. Oh, good. Cool. I'm excited for that. I feel like we got a little bit last year. This spring we got mm-hmm. some. But I could use some more arugula in my life. I yeah, love it. Cools, it it and, cools down in in like the fall and winter, and then we can start getting like like these greens, but they're not like as intense. When these when when you grow mm-hmm. greens and like lettuces down here in the summertime, mm-hmm. they get really just, fried. Uh, yeah, from the sun. the antioxidants are probably through the roof, but they're just super bitter. Yeah. So okay, so let's talk about the greens. So kale and chard are kind of the ones that we buy every day. Um, we get them in our box, but we st- we just go through so much from juicing and then smoothies. We're always putting them in our smoothies because um, they're going to be the freshest. They're going to be the highest in nutrients um, and full of fiber. So that's great. Kale salads are really popular too. So um, you're just going to want to probably remove the leaves and save the stems for juices. Yeah. Yeah, it's good advice. Thanks. Yeah, so, uh, yep, load up on those dark leafy greens to boost your immunity system as well. Because tis the season for bugs to be going around, mm-hmm. the common cold, yes, and the true. flirtatious flu. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right, Pete, let's wrap this up. All right, so to get any of the recipes and resources we talked about in today's episode... Follow your nose over to thehealthbeat.us forward slash HB32. Sarah, try to contain yourself. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I have to cough, too. And you're, like, being silly. Follow your nose. Okay, so next week we're going to be talking about healthy indulgences with Halloween coming up. Okay, guys. Till next week on The Health Beat. you're trying to lock down if so check out thehealthbeat.us a community to hold you accountable